So welcome back to the Barbells, Bikinis and Biz podcast. Smashed it. Remember the name of my podcast this time. And we are joined by another guest today, a guest that I am super hyped to have on the podcast because it's someone that I not look, only look up to in terms of what she's done with her business, but also her physique as well. It is absolutely insane. You probably know her as at Georgie Fit from the old Instagram, but Georgie Cooper. So if people don't know who you are, introduce yourself and give us three fun facts about yourself. Ah, oh, thank you for such a nice introduction. That's 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 so sweet of you. I'll so you know as well that I'm probably the most blunt, brutal, honest person you'll ever meet as well. So coming from me, that's I know. I was thinking like you're pretty savage like me. So actually that's quite a compliment. I'll take it. It, it is quite a compliment. I have my fingers crossed. So, <laughs> so my name is Georgie Cooper. Yeah. Um, like you said, I am Georgie Fit on Instagram. Um, and I am basically an online coach. That is my, I guess, full-time job. Um, and three fun facts about me. I'm going to rinse this and basically talk about, talk about myself as if I was going to, but I'm going to use them as my facts. So I run an online coaching business called Coached by Georgie. Started a prep but never finished it because of COVID. Um, and I'll give you more of a fun one. I had to reset all of my GCSEs because I put my name as Georgie when my real name is Georgina and they Seriously. lost all of the papers. Oh my god. That's <laughs> mental. I know. I can't believe that actually happened. <laughs> oh my god, what the hell? I think you did better second time around though. Was it worth doing it again? To be honest, I can't even remember at this point. I just remember being absolutely fuming. But my mum was like, it serves you right. You know your name isn't Georgie. I was like, you call me Georgie. <laughs> oh, it's mental. So I first got introduced to Georgie, sort of, I think it was Instagram and YouTube. This is when you were sort of semi-taking off, you know, when things started, you know, 10K, 15K, some of the old YouTube videos. And this is... Two, three years ago now. You were here with the old YouTube videos. Yeah, the, the, the original, you know, the OG. OG. The number one fan since day one. Um, this is when I was getting into fitness. So I became aware of Georgie through Instagram because I started to follow everyone because I had no idea what I was doing. So anyone who had, it was similar age to me into fitness, I started to follow. And I don't know, you probably don't remember because who am I? Um, but I actually met you at Graft House in Leeds at the mental health muscle events oh my god yes i do remember you Up were um, repping fit bible <laughs> oh my god i was repping my book you were and ever since then i kind of got more invested into you and your journey because we had a bit of a back and forward afterwards um because we'd had a chat there and ever since then i've been following your journey a lot more and since then so that was about two years ago now yeah mm. about two years ago you have just blown up in terms of following in terms of your in terms of your business so let's talk about what's changed in those two years so obviously you were, you're big then you know you had quite a following then but what's changed in the last two years to get you from where you were then to, to where you are now so I would say that my biggest kind of growth like obviously I have grown in followers and if I'm honest with you my following count hasn't changed that dramatically in the last year year and a half um, but the biggest thing for me I guess is just growing my online coaching business yeah. so back when we had that meet up in Leeds and I had just released my first load of books I probably only had 30 clients if that and I was still working as a PT in the gym 
Um, and actually those books cost me everything in my bank account to make. So that was a huge investment for me at the time. And back then I was very, I was so, I was, my business was only just picking up. It was kind of that first year of graft, which has to happen when you, when you set up a business online. Um, so yeah, I would say from there, the biggest change for me has just been going from a little old one-to-one PT in a gym um, to having my, my coach by Georgie Bram. Mm-hmm. And has there been any sort of pivotal points that have been turning points? Because you've gone from 30 up, upwards to, to where you are now. What have been the sort of pivotal key, key moments that have created that traction for you to, to get there? It's a difficult one because I can't really put my finger on it as such. There was never like a day where it kind of just blew up. Um, but I think it's kind of that sitting tight when you first start a PT or any sort of business where you're picking up clients, you kind of have to just sit tight and you do your best and you show up every day. So being consistent really helped, but you get to a point where everybody is kind of a referral base. So people will get their sister involved and then their sister will have their mum involved. So that was is kind of how it's grown quite organically um, and quite naturally. I mean, I've employed somebody into my business now, which was done maybe four or five months ago. And that then allowed me to, to sort of take on more clients. So that was probably the biggest turning point. But in general, it, it has just been a slow and steady kind of approach, which has been nice. Cool. So... For someone like myself who's still pretty new to this industry, like I've been involved in fitness and everything for a good few years, but actually working in this industry, it's been six months and I've not had the greatest start seeing as, as everything started to slowly. Oh, it's the worst time. One to one is my, um, so it's where I want to start and I do enjoy it because I do enjoy that human interaction. So I do want to really make something of that. And as things started to all grow with that and connect and click and as I was learning more, COVID. <laughs> so I then had to make the adjustment into thinking, right, I need to start working online more and, and building that up now while I've got the chance. And it's still also new to me. And I feel like week on week, I learn more and get better, but it's still such a learning progress for someone like myself or maybe someone who is literally getting into it now. What are some maybe, I'd say, say five, but I'd rather three in depth than five crappy points of advice for, for someone getting into something like this and what, what's been successful for you? I think like for someone like yourself, who's just sort of starting up, like obviously I follow you on Instagram. So I kind of see the the bits and bobs that you would be, that you're doing. And I would say the consistency that you have is so key. So you want to provide a service. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but you've got to remember that people are actually investing into you as a person. So if you're a bit flaky and a bit lazy online, you don't show up on your stories and you say you're going to do a live and then you don't do it. And you kind of, you're very like such like pe- people want to be able to come to you and know that they're gonna they're gonna get consistency because that is at the end of the day what they're looking for so by being present online and by sort of creating good content and valuable content which you do already so posts that inform people um helpful tips workout videos and things like that that's really going to help you because because you're valuable and that's what people want they want something of value um so that would be one big point now just consistency online and having that online presence um that people can follow 
investment is another big thing and something that a lot of people are scared to do. So investing back into your business, whether that's buying website designers, graphic designers, whether that's um, sort of anything really, like being able to invest maybe into your own business coach, someone that can help you outsource, someone that can kind of help you with your finances is a good thing to do because you might think that you kind of have all your ideas and this is your business and you know what you want to do with it. It only takes a conversation with somebody else or to sort of approach somebody and ask them to help you for them to turn around and you'd be like, Oh my God, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So being open-minded and, and being brave with investment really does help. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, yeah, just, working hard like I don't think people realize that like one-to-one PT is kind of a go into work show up do the hour and then you kind of go home mm-hmm. don't get me wrong the hours are long sometimes you're in that gym at 5 a.m and sometimes you're still in that gym at 8 p.m but it's not the same with online coaching like I say to people that want to transition into online coaching you're going from a very very personal level active job where you're there and you're helping somebody physically squat to you're then going to an office job where you have messages coming through your phone all hours of the day so yeah you have to you have to be able to accept that you will be working all day every day like taking a day off of online coaching just isn't really a thing no no i've noticed that already and um, yeah <laughs> i don't mind it because i like it and yeah you, it's your job you love it exactly but i think a lot of people aren't aware that it is literally like my parents aren't aware of it like when I'm sat like downstairs socializing with them on an evening but I'm still on my phone like oh don't be anti-social like I'm not being anti-social I'm working clients and I'm technically still working so I think people aren't aware of that and I think people think it's this glamorous (laughs) yeah they do they think oh online coach sat on a beach with a laptop but it's really not like that (laughs) absolutely not like that like nine times out of ten by like you just you you're exhausted because you get up so early to get everything done and you don't stop until you well, don't switch off that's no, what it is Luz, is you never ever switch off absolutely not and um that's why i've invested into a lot of i say a lot of supplements to help me switch off because i'm quite a go-go person as it is and mm. doing this i mean i love it don't, and i know it's only going to get not worse but more as I take this on. This sounds crazy, but the busier you get, the easier it becomes to kind of always be in focus. So obviously, the more clients you have, you'll find that you don't really, you don't even think about lazing off. You don't even think about having time off because it's just not an option for you anymore. Yeah, no, for sure. But um, adaptogen supplements, supplements that help me calm things. I've got my sleep routine in check because I didn't. And when everything started to pick up, and I transitioned from this one-to-one see you later, come home, do what I want sort of life to, to responding to clients. I was finding it so hard to just adapt on the night. And for me, sleep is so important. I'm, I'm someone when it comes to sort of the bodybuilding side, which we'll move on to likes to make sure everything's perfect. And yeah. perfectionist. that's not a bad thing though. No, but yeah, that they, they've been, do you use anything like that? Just out of interest. Um, cause you're saying you, you struggle to switch off. So do you use any supplements or have any sort of routines to help you do that? 
No, I mean, I try to cut caffeine as early as possible in the day. So around sort of three o'clock, I try and I try and cut my caffeine. Yeah. If I find that I am struggling with sleep and sleep is a little bit of an issue for me, I do use a sleep aid. Um, the one that I use is from Alpha Neon, actually. Yeah. And that does tend to help. But for me, like just blue light blockers and trying to not reply to people at past half past nine, 10 o'clock at night yeah. um, does help. But yeah, I'm a little bit like you. Like if I don't get my sleep, I just cannot function. And obviously with training and stuff, you want to make sure that you can train optimally and that you can kind of reply to clients and you can work your business well. So yeah. <laughs> so you're at a pretty decent point now with your business. Like for myself, I look at you and I'm like, yeah, that's like an inspiration. That's something I'd love to be able to achieve, especially at you're not that much older than me. Are you? How old, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> I'm 23. When you're 24? December. So you're like a year and a half older than me. So that's not a long time. Like not much older no. than me. What she's achieved in that time is incredible. Oh, but I can imagine you aren't satisfied with where you are now. You've got bigger ideas. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I know obviously a lot of things are sort of secret, but what are the sort of goals ahead and plans and what do you want that to actually impact how do you want that to impact your life as well so is it a case if you want to grow your business so you can have a certain lifestyle or is it just literally purely for, for yourself what's what's ahead in the future I would say that obviously I do have a passion in fitness of course I do like my whole passion is is training people and there's nothing quite like watching now such an amazing amount of people completely change their lifestyle yeah. but when it comes down to the nitty-gritty I am very very business I have got a business head on me and I am very motivated um, money is a motivator for me lifestyle is a motivator for me so I'm never satisfied because I remember a year ago, I remember even being in kind of a position with like 30 to 40 clients and thinking when I reach this, what I've got now, I'll be satisfied. But it kind of comes back to bodybuilding, I suppose. You're just never satisfied. So for me now looking forward, I have kind of thought, okay, how can I take my brand even further? So that's now what I'm looking to do is I'm looking to have even more people on my team um, and I'm looking to kind of have more products launched because um, I love making products. I enjoy that sort of design side of things. So yeah, just seeing how we can build the brand really um, opposed to me just being Georgie fit on Instagram. Um, I just want my CBG sort of brand to be out there. Yeah, it's just Georgie Fit, just just Georgie Fit with you know, <laughs> 40,000 followers or whatever it is, you know, no big deal. Um, what would be an ultimate goal then, like the dream? Like if things weren't, restrictions weren't in place and it wasn't ridiculously hard to get there, what would be the ultimate business life goal? The, the dream for me, mate, is to be sat on a beach in Maldives. This is going to sound so cliche, but just to be in a villa in the Maldives or somewhere really nice, got a blackout range, got a nice Audi, a husband that isn't a prick and just sort of, I would want to be able to sort of make money while I sleep um, and have an impact on the fitness world. So for me to have my brand as a well-known brand within fitness is the abs absolute goal. Like I'm laughing now because it does feel so out of reach, but to be able to within fitness be a well-known brand for example like Tala like my protein etc etc would be the goal mate that would be the goal 
um, while, you know, just chilling in the villa. To be honest, you say it sounds all unrealistic. I think you could get there. The only thing that you might struggle with is the nice husband, but the rest of it, I think... <laughs> no such thing. That's the dream, man. That's a dream. But the rest, I think you could get there because seeing how much it has grown in such a very short time frame is unreal. So... Thank you. Honestly, we'll such... see. We'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> well, anyway, let's move on from business now and discuss the competing prep bodybuilding side, which I think more people will probably be interested in and engage with. Like, don't get me wrong, I think people are interested in your brand and your business, but business isn't something that fascinates Everything. people. If you if you if you run if you work for yourself, and I think then you are. But more people, so I think now than ever have followed you for for the competing and prep side i know a lot yeah. of people that go to my gym and stuff before didn't really without saying horrible know of you because they're all into bodybuilding until callum until started i got into it it's so new to me mate bodybuilding is so new to me so yeah. i know exactly what you mean <laughs> no because i'm such an og subscriber and follower i do remember in one of your old q a's something you've been asked about competing now i don't remember exactly what you said but i don't think it was like a yeah i really want to do that it was either a no or a i'm not sure about this sort of thing i think it was a no mate i think i basically said like i think i'd always said i would never compete because i just don't see the appeal on it and i just don't understand how someone could diet down like that no i do remember you saying that now because i remember when you came out and said you're competing i was like eh she was so <laughs> never competing lies <laughs> and then i watched your ibiza prep last year as well and that was quite it was a it was a you know a decent amount of time it was like what about three months you dieted for? Yeah, I think it was like 14 weeks that I did for that. So it, was, it was a decent diet, and but the, the difference, the main difference was it wasn't very strict. I remember there was periods and times where you, you'd sort of go off plan or you Way were out, flexible So how did you transition then from this, I'm never competing, I will do a, a long diet but quite a flexible diet, then thinking, you know what, I'm going to go on stage and do the most strict diet that... <laughs> out there that there is in the body you know because that's what competing is yeah so obviously I have I had always said before that competing wasn't for me and the reason that I said that competing wasn't for me was because I am very very undisciplined so I have literally no discipline when it comes to sort of tracking or dieting so I'd always kind of written it off but when I moved to where I live now I live down in Exeter in Devon so this must have been about three to four years ago now I got in with the guys at the gym and I became friends with them and a lot of them compete. So I actually met one of my best friends in that gym and she is, she does um, athletic figure, no train figure now. Wow. And she, um, I'd kind of followed her journey all the way through. So I would be sat with her while she was going through her poses. Um, I train with her quite a lot. So by the time I'd competed, I kind of, well, was going to compete. I'd kind of already fallen in love with it. So I'd been to lots of PCA shows. I'd seen it all before, been backstage. I knew exactly what sort of each category was. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say that I kind of got exposed to the bodybuilding community after I'd kind of been like, no, I'd never do it. Um, and at that point I still wasn't convinced and I did my IB for diet because I wanted to see whether I could actually stick to something. Mm -hmm. So that was obviously for a holiday, don't get me wrong, but in the back of my mind the whole time, that for me was a bit of a trial on seeing whether I wanted to give competing a go. 
so it was well thought out but yeah I'll admit like three years ago I was like no no way um and then I thought to myself gee you, the only reason you're not doing it is because you're telling yourself you can't you can't stick to something and I was just like you'll never know unless you try yeah. so that's why we went ahead and did it so what were the, the sort of steps then so you'd, you'd come back from Ibiza then did you know after that that yes I'm I can do this I'll compete was it pretty much set in stone after that or was it still yeah so when I was finishing up my IV for diet the last couple of weeks that's when I was kind of had my heart set on it and I was like it is definitely something that I'm gonna do um and I wanted to approach a couple of people and get a few people's opinions on whether I needed to wait another year or whether it would be worth me sort of doing it in this year now 2020 um so a couple of coaches a couple of good friends that compete um I also know a couple of people that are like one guy's a PCA pro and he does judging. So I kind of just said, like, reached out. And I was like, obviously, right now, you probably can't really tell. But do you think I have a chance? Do you think it's worth me dieting down now? Or should I wait out a year? Um, and they said, no, mate, just give it a go now. Just see what you see. Come down and see what you look like. So that for me, then, when I got back from my Ibiza, it was probably only another month or two months until I contacted my coach, Callum. Right. And from there, sort of just what happened, you know, we, did you know what category you wanted to do? Did you, did you, did you, how much did you know? Did, what sort of happened from there? So I, I feel like I already knew quite a lot in terms of what categories were which and what it was all about, how it's going to feel, what I'm going to need, what I'm going to need to spend my money on. Um, Cause I'd seen it before. I'd seen it all before my very close friend. I'd been like pretty much with her the whole time um, and had a good couple of friends that had done it before. So I knew what I was letting myself in for. Um, and I knew I wanted to do figure, but yeah. when I contacted Callum, he said like, no offense, G, but you need to lose a bit of weight first. Um, and then we'll be able to kind of see whether you're going to go into toned um, figure or athletic figure. Right. Uh, a couple of posing sessions with Emma Hyman and we kind of decided that we was going to go athletic figure but by the way at this point I was still convinced I was like too small for athletic I was like no way I'm like bikini toned they were like no way are you bikini toned <laughs> I didn't actually know you were going for athletic I thought you were going for um the toned I'm not gonna lie Oh yeah, no, I'm doing, I, I, met, I was meant to be doing athletic. Don't even say that, mate, because it puts me on edge. I think I'm toned figure, but no, no. everyone else is like, no, 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 you're no, athletic. No, I want you to do athletic. That's one person I got to compete uh, less against, because honestly, that is actually genuinely something I was saying to people. I was like, look at people like that. I have got no chance, because genuinely, <laughs> that will picking you up and like blowing smoke. You so were not. you going to do toned? Yes. Ah, okay. What cool. do you think I was doing? Please don't say bikini. Please don't say bikini. Well, no, I would guess not bikini from the um poses. Tell you what, when people used to say to me, I'd be like, "Oh, I'm competing," and they'd be like, "Oh, are you doing bikini?" And I'd be like, "Sorry, you're trying to offend me here." I'd actually be offended. I'd be like, yeah. "Bikini." Same. <laughs> Same. Yeah, it sounds horrible. But this was this was something that I did say to my coach this year because when you are fluffy off season, you can look bigger than you think you are yeah, like, cool. more size and I said hands down so if we diet down and I have not got the size I'm not doing it because I'm not doing bikini like yeah I'd rather just not compete that's savage mate there's going to be so many people listen to this that do bikini I hate me I don't care like, I've got nothing I think <laughs> you look great but it's not me it's not no, it's posing style isn't me it's very girly 
that's what it is mate that's what it is it's too girly for me like I have two left feet anyway and you're probably like me like, there's no way I could do bikini all it's the fluffy not, hands and stuff, and it's no. not something I aspire to um I aspire to the the figure look now the first show I went to see was if you had MPA so natural federation yeah. very small I went to yeah. watch a family friend compete in there it's two years ago yesterday actually because that reminded me that's like that's when the spark got lit in me and mm. she did figure uh, but she was master's figure and even then just seeing the shape and the posing I was like wow and then I went to yeah. watch my friend do a PCA show and she did bikini but we watched a bit of figure as well and it was watching figure that gave me the goosebumps that gave me the oh my god I feel you unreal I went and watched the um, finals in Hull last year, last year. Yeah. And that, to be fair, mate, that was the icing on the cake for me. I remember watching the figure girls and thinking, oh my God, this is what I want to do. I just want to do it now. And I think actually that's the same day I messaged Callum. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so I knew two years ago that I wanted to compete in a figure. I knew I wouldn't be ready last year. And it was my dissertation year and I just thought, not worth it. Nah, want to make sure you can focus on it. Exactly. And then I had a coach, bad experience. Let's not talk about what, about that because that's another, <laughs> another ball game right there. Then got with my current one who is incredible. And like yourself, got everything lined up, got all the cards lined up. I don't know if that's even a ra- the right, <laughs> don't ask me about things I think it's cards on the table though <laughs> I don't think that's even that's not what I'm trying to say everything was lined up and ready to go ah Covid happened so what has happened with you since that because you were a hell of a lot closer than I was a hell of a lot closer I was like 20 odd weeks out you mm. were four five I was four and a half five I think so, so that, that day finding out and what's happened if you don't mind me asking so I'm sure it wasn't a nice day. so obviously before this they'd cancelled body power which was my second show so I was kind of already watching it all fall before my eyes and thinking to myself fuck this is like do you know what I mean I was trying to push push it away and ignore it and be like no there's no way they're going to cancel my yeah. shows but they cancelled body power so that was one show gone and then they closed the venue of my first show and I thought, do you know what? This is it. But I tried to stay positive. Obviously, we waited until PCA cancelled it. Um, and when they did, yeah, it was savage. Like, I knew it was coming. That day, I knew it was coming. But I cried, cried on the phone to my mum for a bit, cried a bit more, um, just ate my meals as normal, got up the next morning, did my 5 a.m. Stairmaster. Um, and then the idea was that we were kind of going to go back to about eight to 10 weeks out and just keep that. And then as the shows got released this year, just pull back in. Um, but four or five weeks ago now, me and Callum had a conversation and we just thought it's going to be more optimal for me to really push into an off season now, yeah. kind of just accept that I'm not going to be competing this year mm-hmm. and just pull into the shows um, at the sort of start, well, middle of next year. Cool. And I think I heard somewhere, I think I don't know if it was a podcast or something else to listen to, but it was literally the same as me, that you didn't want, even if shows do go ahead this year, you don't want to do them simply because they're going to be weird. Like, yeah, socially distancing shows and the fact that, I don't know about yourself, but I feel even if, let's say, a miracle happens, the, the COVID goes, everything's normal. 
you won't feel 100% confident getting on stage because you know that your training and everything has not been 100% optimal without the gym. Mm-hmm. And yeah. With everything and that was the thing I was trying to be like really positive and I was like I'm going to show everybody that I can prep for a competition with no gym in my kitchen um and then I was like do you know what I'm just not going to like I just think it's going to be weird and like you want your first show to be special I want everybody to like, I want all my friends and family to be there and I I don't want it to be anything less than what it could be so it's a bit it's a bit shit but I feel like I've already waited two years to compete so to wait another like half a year is not going to be the end of the world it's a bit it is a bit of a kick in the teeth but I'm over it now yeah for sure so we sort of touched on it that you wanted to go into it sort of mid early mid next year and we've sort of touched on categories is that all still going to be the same um same sort of category same feds or is there anything now that you've got more time and you've had more experience is there anything different that you're wanting to maybe do next you know in terms of feds categories anything like that no i think we're going to stick same federation same category i love pca pca is my favorite favorite federation um just go into that i think not do first timers i know that was a thing that everyone was kind of like why are you not doing first timers when you're a first timer but i want to go into like a normal one just a normal qualifier so everything's going to remain the same basically mate hopefully do body power if it continues next year we'll just have to see yeah 100 percent well I might be seeing you on the PCA final stage then next year, not this year. Yeah. Which one are you going to do? Which PCA are you going to do? Well, I don't know actually if I'm even doing PCA. <laughs> I say that. <laughs> this year, this, my original plans this year in January were to do PCA first timers up north. I think it's in, it was in Hull. And oh my God, you're going to do, wait, the September one? Yes. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then DF, one of the natural, I think it was the UK DFBA in Manchester. I was going to do a natural federation as well. And then as time progressed, I decided, why did I decide against PCA? There was a reason that I decided I wasn't bothered by it. I can't remember what it was, but then I decided I was going to, no idea what happened, but I then changed my mind, as you do, <laughs> and decided, what's what it was, I saw that you were competing and thought, oh, there's no point competing, so I'll just, I'll <laughs> you've all the competition. Um, I don't actually know why, I can't remember now. But I decided instead to go with the... The Strom Classic, you know, the one they're doing at the Fit Expo. So it's a bit yeah, like Yeah, I've heard about that one. I thought it's a smaller show. It'd be really nice because that's the first time doing it. It'd be nice to be part of like, the, their first show, something special because it's their first time. Um, I knew a lot of people going there anyway. And I thought, I thought for friends and family as well who aren't really into bodybuilding, that then they've got the expo. They don't just have to come and watch me do a show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always it. said to my parents, like, you're going to fucking hate it. You'll be so bored. <laughs> Weird, boring. It's, they're so strange when you're not into yeah. it and appreciate it. So at least yeah. you can go around, get the free samples and do silly challenges and pick up some t-shirts and stuff so I thought I think that's that was my main rationale and those two shows were like the the um, PCA and the Fit Expo like a day apart so I was like there's peak weeks and then there's peak days I think peak days is a, is a no so I won't do a, a day-to-day back-to-back show not for your first anyway no and I'm still actually registered for that I paid for everything that show in September because they're adamant it's still going ahead and I'm just like it's not um but they're saying it is um so yeah. i could still compete in it why not but i won't um like <laughs> once, once i finished um my diet in july because i if people don't know if people care 
I've kept going with it because I started in January. Um, I did a very sort of atypical prep in that it was going to be about 35 weeks long in total. Yeah, you, I remember it when you first started. I thought, freaking hell, that's a nice little prep. But it's good. It's a good way of doing it. And yeah. I actually do really appreciate that you carried on. You're looking lean now, mate. You're looking really lean. Everyone keeps saying that. Everyone's like, what's wrong with your face? I'm like, what do you mean what's wrong with my face? I only noticed it today, to be honest. I put that yeah. side Like, if you get the moon emoji, there's a picture of me in off-season. Get it next to the moon emoji. Oh, my God, I remember you saying it. It's literally the same. Whereas now it's like, I don't even look like the same person. But no, every- don't. I've got mine back now. Like, that's what I hate. I'm like, I want my shredded face back. <laughs> but everything's sort of come together and it's only really got hard. Like, people are like, oh my God, 35 weeks. But the first bit wasn't hard because everything was just getting used to things. And it's only, I'd say the last month where I've had the feels, the, the, the diet feels. Like yesterday, <laughs> I couldn't even articulate a sentence Oh, mate, don't. myself up the stairs. But yeah, I wanted something to show for it because I only decided in April, May that I wasn't going to compete. So I thought, well, I've been dying since January and this is something I've been working really, really hard towards. Like I've been training so hard and I just want something to show for it. Even if, so I thought, well, what could I do? I'll do a photo shoot. Why not? Exactly. I think it's a good thing to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm so awkward. Like I've done one before and oh my God, I'm not that kind of, I'm not an Instagrammy posy person at all. That is just not me. So I know it's going to be weird, but I'll be glad when I've done it. So, yeah. Put yourself out of your comfort zone. I, people always said to me when I finished my show, do a photo shoot, do a photo shoot. And like, I know this is probably hard for people to believe than they, they see my Instagram, yeah. but like, I'm, I'm really not a posy person at all. Like at all. No, um, I did one once. They, they did a free one and it was fully clothed, everything. And they literally, I got there and they were like, oh, Lucy. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, what do you want? I was like, I don't know. What do you mean? <laughs> well, what kind of pictures do you want? I'm like, what do you mean I what know. I want? <laughs> Me training. Like, all right, go, go train. And I was like, okay. So I started training and they go, whoa, 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 stop. Stop gurning. Stop pulling those faces and like lower the weight and just actually, you know, look nice. I was like, yeah. I don't know. I'm not I'm not a you know, people who are listening to this on um Spotify and Instagram, what not Instagram, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it, won't see this. If you're watching it on the YouTube, because I do upload them to YouTube as well, you'll get to see this. So maybe go watch it on YouTube. Oh really? Can people see this? <laughs> oh sorry. Oh, <laughs> it's fine, mate, I don't really mind. What they were expecting from a photo shoot was you know, something like this. Yeah, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's gonna be weird but i think having something to show for it will definitely make a difference for sure but mm. i've gone off on a massive tangent then this, this <laughs> what were we talking about i can't oh, even remember your plans your plans talk, stop talking about me people don't care about me people are here for you so uh, yeah i think we've touched upon that then haven't we so what would be the goal do you have big competing goals then in terms of what you want to achieve not just for yourself but because obviously it is for yourself it's a journey for yourself yeah but do you you know when people say oh, i'm not bothered about winning what is it for you in terms of you want to actually get out of it what would be the the good outcome ideally for you next year i am looking to place and i'm looking to go to the finals like i i said to callum i said if you ever got to a point where you kind of thought there's no way you'd even place then i don't want to do it like I don't really want to just be a number like I do want to be competitive and it's it's kind of the balance between 
wanting to win obviously it's a competition and kind of accepting that it's my first year so therefore it's I'm not going to be in the best condition that I'll ever be in um so yeah like that's the goal for the first show um and then lots of people will always say oh so like do you think you'll compete in the future like what's your competing plans after your first competition and to be honest like I would like to say now that I would want to do it again in the in current in the next years but how do I say that without actually going on stage like yeah I got four weeks out and it was savage and I loved every second of it like I absolutely loved it but until I've got all the way to that stage I just don't think I can confirm further plans but we'll just see we'll just see like if people look at me and they think oh my god you're quite competitive and you do well then maybe other other feds and take it further than a year but I don't know I love bodybuilding I've fallen in love with the sport but actions speak loud in the words don't they yeah absolutely and again that's very similar to myself in that this is why I want my first show to be so special because what if I don't like yourself think I don't really want to do it again I've done it once you want at least to have that one experience to be a, a good one. And again, yeah. this is why I've continued with the prep, the diet, whatever you want to call it, because I love it. Like, yeah, of course. Like, it, it's not really for the day. Like, I still feel like I got so much out of my prep, even though I never made it to stage, just because I learned so much. And it's such a cliche thing to say, but you do, you learn so much on prep. If you didn't enjoy it, you would not put yourself through that many days for... Hmm. 20 minutes on stage or whatever you get now you would be like okay that's fine thank you very much I'll take it and leave it like I'm buzzing to get back on a prep sooner I can get on prep I'll have the happier I'll be <laughs> um I'll just remind you that um you feel like absolute trash <laughs> no food whatsoever well slight exaggeration but not a lot but let's finish on a lovely question, which is my signature question, which I ask everyone. And again, it will set a precedent as to how much I like you. Number one cereal of choice. Oh my God. Number one cereal of choice. Um, I would say, oh my God, that's a hard one. It is. But Mine hard. would be crunchy nut clusters with the chocolate. Okay. If you can call that a cereal, but if you can't yeah. call that a cereal, then I'm going to go Crave. Which ones, though? That's the question. Just like the standard Crave. I know the multi one is lovely, but standard Crave, I would say. Okay, they're acceptable answers. It's when people say things like Rice Krispies, it's like, seriously? Like, like I do eat a lot of Rice Krispies and a lot of Cocoa Pops, but that's because of the macros. Like, oh, yeah. I could go all out, mate. I'd literally go the granola, the crunchy, the crunchy nut granola with the chocolate all over that absolutely same here um i've had like the odd because I, I do macros like so cocoa pops puffed wheat that sort of stuff for macros yeah, but cool. it's, it's nice but it's boring yeah when everyone's like oh what are you excited for you know post diet pizza cookie dough. i'm like no just some like cool cereal <laughs> to be honest with you that's gonna be the highlight of um the reverse but anyway What's let's leave that favorite cereal? my favorite again it depends doesn't it as to like what I'm having it with, what my macros are saying. Um, there's an American macros aren't, a thing. macros aren't a thing. Now there's an American peanut butter one which is unreal. I think it's a brand called Peanut Nutter. I had it in America and it's unreal. Oh, I know the one you mean. Last year, I've never seen it since. Alda did these balls. They were chocolate and peanut butter. And you know, they did like an American range and I've never seen it since. And I got them for my birthday last year and I smashed the box in like two days because they were just, I cannot explain how nice they were. 
Well, for just standard every day, you can get it off. If I went to mo big mozzers now and went to stand in a queue for 20 minutes, socially distanced, to pick up a box of cereal, it would be Lion Bar cereal. Oh, I haven't tried that one. I want to try the Oreo one as well. Have you seen that one? Yeah, that's decent. I've had that in America. Is it? The Lion Bar one, because it's like two quid in Morrison's at the moment, just, just saying. Because um, I do still look at cereal, even though I can't buy it. <laughs> that's the thing with being on prep. You just go in and you just look at it. In fairness, I, I had it on my shopping list for my family because I got their shopping and my mum's like, can you get kids cereal for kids? And I was like, that's just torture. Like, why would you, why would you do that? <laughs> I have to go pick out a nice cereal for them that I can't have. But, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Anyways, I'm going to wrap that up there. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope people have found this insightful slash informative slash somewhat entertaining amongst the many tangents that I've gone on but yeah <laughs> thank, thank you, you for having me. me and I shall see you all in the next one guys see you later